wrestling fans of all ages, shapes, sizes, genders, and everything in between. It is time to go to war and be the cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to the revolution. Buzz, buzz, guys. My name is Kate Murphy. What's going on, everybody? This is Will Tarashek, the founder of the Kings of the Rings podcast. What's going on, guys? It is I, the one and only Quiet Riot himself, Zach, your host of the Young Lions Perspective. What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight. Greetings, one and all. This is your Prime Minister speaking, your favorite Canadian Mr. Fretz. Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Nate the Effing Great from the Game Changer Podcast. If you're looking for a network that keeps wrestling real, then you've come to the right place because you're listening to you are listening to you are listening to you are listening to then you are listening. Get ready for a war because you're listening to what is going on, everybody. This is King Ricky Rose, your general manager, and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Now enjoy the show. Are you ready? Delicious podcast here. Welcome to episode 267 of the YLP podcast. So glad to have you guys here with me on this Tuesday morning. It is October 27th, 2020. Hope you're enjoying your day, your night, your afternoon, your evening, wherever you may be, wherever you are. Thank you guys so much for staying on this episode of the podcast. And as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. Yes, yes, yes. It is the day before NXT's Halloween Havoc. Havoc has finally arrived. And I couldn't think of a better way to get ready and describe it for a brand new episode of Last Week. This week, where I talk about last week's episode of NXT and get you primed and ready for this week's episode of The Black and Gold Standard. And, I mean, pretty much safe to say, last week, of course, was the go-home episode for NXT's Halloween Havoc. And this week we'll be talking about, and for the first time, I think, ever, that I've done a last week this week, where I'll be doing a preview and prediction segment for an actual NXT episode as opposed to the usual NXT TakeOver special. Which even for me is quite shocking. But seriously, we there there was a lot that came went down on uh, this week's episode of and last week's episode of NXT, I should say. But only get, I'm only going to talk about the top, the top five focal points as we get into tomorrow night's episode of NXT. But before we get into that, of course, y'all know your boys gotta pay the bills around here. Well, not technically me, but we, you know, as a unit, of course, I slide radio. Gotta discuss some things, but I got a new thing I wanna talk about. 
Articles of War. Ladies and gentlemen, Wrestle Addicts Radio has expanded. Yes, we have expanded. And I am very happy about this. And I know we've been holding this in the tuck for quite some time uh, about Articles of War. Um, but I am quite excited of this. And uh, let me see if I can find it over on my Twitter. Because this is this is now a true, an actual extension of Russell Addict Radio. This is the written version of it. So, um, this, this is a really, I'm just really, really excited about this. Just for the simple fact that, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's like I said, it's an extension of Russell Addict Radio. It's just the written version of it. So, we are, of course, on our side, uh, and talking about that usually, uh, would be the uh, audio side of things. We now actually have the written version of Wrestle Act Radio, like we call uh, it was called again, the Articles of War. Now I believe I actually. Because I want to find it. Because I know I'm going to see if I'm up on the. If I could find it here. But like I said, this is the E now. Like I said, it's an expansion of Wrestle Addict Radio. Uh, now it's it's uh, literal articles written by people that um, are Rick, the Rick Fury of our squadron has chosen very, very carefully. And the first article actually has come out for us. And I am quite excited about this. See, I'm gonna see if I can find it on my page actually, because I know I retweeted it for sure. Because the first article that came out in quite some time. Let me see if I can find it. Because the first article that came out was actually, um, well, one of the first ones was of about Roman Reigns and Roman Reigns' track record. Like I said, this is a very well-written article. I would believe... I know we have like three or four articles out right now on this. I want to see if I can actually find it. My apologies for not having this ready uh, at the ready. Normally, usually I would be somewhat prepared for this. Because I put it on my Young Lions perspective. Here we go. Okay. There it is. So, if you want to... Check out all of our articles of war over here. Make sure you head over to this is all one, this is all together. Written in written in war, W I R W R I, I can't spell today. Double T E N I N War dot WordPress dot com. Written in war, all one word dot WordPress dot com, where you can find all of the articles of war. Now, the featured writers are, of course, let's see if I can find them. I want to be able to actually give shout outs to all three of them. Let's see if I can find all of them. Yeah. 
Yep. The Pen Fatale, I believe, is one of them. Uh, shame that I actually do not have this at the ready, and I'm terrible. But we have a full. It's a it's a full on expansion, and I am quite excited about this. Now, I will say this right now. We now, in terms of right, uh, WrestleMania Radio, um, we are more so the audio side of things. Um, articles, not, well, the Articles of War is more so the written side. Um, but if you're going to go on there, like I said, at uh, check out writteninwar.wordpress.com. Do not expect, uh, I wouldn't say, don't expect us to be a part of it. Now, we may be, now, you never know, we may be able to, okay, here we go. So the writers of this, Kneeler Bleed. The Pen Fatale and Dirk Justice are the three are going to be the three main writers writing for um, the Articles of War. Oh, and you can check out all and you can check out all the latest episodes of Wrestle Addict Radio on there as well. As I can see, mine is up there right now, episode two sixty six of the YLP podcast. Looking looking so clean, looking so clean. Make sure you check out that episode. I forgot episode called I forgot to talk about the ratings. Uh, I did get to talk about the ratings yesterday. My apologies for that. But, um, yeah, they got two uh, articles up right now. Um, Wired Women's Division Just Doesn't Work. And Men Lie, Women Lie, Roman's Track Record Doesn't. And that was an absolute banger of an article. And I believe Dirk Justice was the one who actually wrote that. Let's see here, yeah. it was a, This was a fantastic article. Um, from Dirk Justice. He absolutely nailed it on this. Oh, the Pen Fatale actually wrote this. My apologies. Pen Fatale absolutely nailed this. My apologies to Pen Fatale. But yeah, she, yeah, she killed it. This article was fantastic. Uh, make sure you go check out all of, their, uh, all of our writers over there. Articles of War. Make sure you go to writteninwar.wordpress.com. You can check out all of that right there. And I actually need to bookmark this. Like, because I'm a bot, and I didn't even think about not bookmarking my, you know, representing the squadron. Yes, the cure for the common wrestling blog. Make sure you go check it out over there right now. Actually, while you're reading, while you're actually check, listening to this episode, check go check it out. Again, writteninwar.wordpress.com. Articles of War, new thing we get to talk about here on the YLP podcast. Besides the Teespring and the Patreon stuff, which we'll talk about later on in today's episode. But enough about, but enough about, of course, the written code, which is very, very important. So, um, in terms of that, be so, uh, in terms of the audio side of us being a part of it, we may write an article here and there, but this is more so about Mueller Bleed, the Pen Fatale, and Dirk Justice. This is all them. They are going to be showing you guys the written side of Wrestle Addict Radio, and we are expanding our family, expanding the family of the Wrestle Addict Radio family. And shout out to all three of them for becoming members of the Wrestle Addict Radio Squadron. Much love to y'all. Can't wait to see what you're going to be cooking up over the next weeks and months. Let us, though, get into last week's portion of last week this week. Yes, 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 yes. Ah. Uh, this was a, a show of twists and turns. Of course, getting into the uh, Halloween season, a lot of twists and turns, a lot of shakeups, a lot of things going on that went went down on last week's episode 
of NXT. But I had to break it down to five. I had to bring it down to five focal points that you should keep your eye on, especially for tomorrow night's episode of NXT's Halloween Havoc. We shall start, as we always do, with the most important thing that came out of last week's episode of the Black and Gold Standard. Just when you thought the saga between the Undisputed Era and Pat McAfee was over, we found out last week that it was only getting started. The UE had been systematically picked apart one by one. And in the process, we now have brand new NXT Tag Team Champions the team of Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. So how do we get to this point? How did we actually get here? Well, we all knew going in, it was going to be Brizongo versus the Undisputed Eras, Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish contending for the Tag Team Championships. That was the main event of the night. We then had an attack. Well, before we got into that, Adam Cole says via Zoom, boys and girls, the past couple of weeks, the Undisputed Era, we've hit some roadblocks, but tonight that will change. As we all know, I'm still out, but I'm getting better every single day, and that is bad news for anyone not in the Undisputed Era. As for tonight, Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish will succeed in bringing back the NXT Tag Team Championships. That's right. Kyle O'Reilly states that when we first talked about the Golden Prophecy, believe it or not, there were doubters. But look at us now. We've accomplished all that and more. Fish says, of course. And speaking of tonight, Breezango is one heck of a team, but come on. They stand a chance against Roddy and I? Strong says, absolutely not. Cole finishes the segment by saying, tonight the NXT tag team titles come back to where belong. Courtesy of the Rod and Bob Express. And that is undisputed. Later on in the show... Roderick Strong and NXT officials find Bobby Fish knocked down in the hallway. Fish insists he's fine, but he can barely stand, apparently hurting his ankle in the process. Kyle helps Strong, help Strong get Fish up. Fish thinks, you know, they're asking, who was it? Do you know who it was? Fish says, I don't know. Someone blindsided me and went right after my leg. <coughs> my, my excuse. My apologies. You know, right on the night of their... NXT Championship match. Tag Team Championship match. This happens to Bobby. Who could it be? Who could it be? We then see... Later on, after, I believe, the uh, six-man Cruiserweight tag, which we'll actually talk about in a little bit. No, actually, I'm sorry. This was after the... After the Ever-Rise... Killian Dane, Drake Maverick, whoever the fuck that was. And this time, Roderick Strong got laid out in the back. He's down in the doorway. Kyle shows up. Medics are checking on Strong. And he looked in worse shape than Fish was. We then come back from break to see Regal asking, "Who the how the bloody hell did nobody see who did it? Danny Bird says he and Oni at least heard something happening. Regal saying, Kyle, I know this is a rough position, but I promised an NXT Tag Team title match tonight. Kyle says, I know, and I'm not competing tonight. At this point, 
just give the match to Lor- Lorcan and Birch. Burke is like, no, 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 no. We can't, we don't want to do it this way. You guys win fair and square. You can substitute one of us in. We'll go. Kyle's like, I'm not so sure about that. He leaves. He's like, I got to go to the hospital. I got to go. Regal asked if Rhea Zango has any objections to the change. They said, nah, that's that. Let's look to the four of you. They shake hands. And away we go. Now, this was actually a really good match between Rizango and Lorkin and Birch. Really, really good back and forth. I enjoyed this. I enjoy these guys. Of course, I really, really am enjoying this. I'm not enjoying Dane and Maverick, though. Fretz, you know why. You know why. But in the but towards the end of the match though, we had uh, Birch hobbling up to Breeze, Breeze stripping him by the bad leg, dropping an elbow after elbow on the knee. Birch writhing in pains, Breeze slowly making his way to an open corner, climbs up. Birch then trips him up. Birch drags Breeze out, hits the London Tower, goes for the cover. Only tries to intercept Fandango. Fandango barrels through, breaks up the pin. All four men are down. Referring, telling the illegal partners they have to leave as teams or group. Uh, Birch gritting his teeth, only snarling. Breezango hits this double super kick on Birch. He goes down, only goes after them. Misses, double super kicks for him. Fandango hurts and goes up the top rope. But there's a masked man shoving him off of the top rope into the outside. Everybody's wondering who the hell is that? Goes right underneath the ring. As the ref is checking on Fandango, Birch hits the low blow on Breeze. What? Heel turn? Lorcan and Birch? They get Breeze up. And they hit the assistant draping DDT. One, two, three. Lorcan and Birch are now your NXT tag team champions. But the question is, who was the masked man? Who was the masked man? Turns out, it was Pat McAfee all along. He takes off the mask. Your new NXT Tag Team Champions, Danny Birch, Oni Lorkin, and that, my friends, is undisputed. You're welcome. Hey, hey, stealing Sandow's line. Don't do that. That's not cool. It was Pat McAfee all along, ladies and gentlemen. Ridge Harlan got the car from Pat McAfee. The Mercedes paid for by Pat McAfee. The injury to Ridge Holland, and that was more so for Ridge Holland. Um, that was on Ridge Holland for that one. He knows that. And he'll be back in just a little. He'll be back, hopefully, in due time. But this was all Pat McAfee. And I don't think any one of us saw it coming. I really don't. I didn't see it coming, personally. I really didn't. I was thinking in my head, wow. McAfee got one over on everybody. Revenge from TakeOver 30. Big time revenge for TakeOver 30. Hi, Marley. Okay, you do that. 
Do whatever it is you do. I don't know what you're doing. There's nothing under your bed. Okay. Anywho. And my dog's being weird. All right. Anywho, we shall move on. But yeah, Pat McAfee was the orchestrator of the elaborate plot to pretty much screw over the Undisputed Era. Pat McAfee paid off Rich Holland to attack Adam Cole. And that's where it all started. Back at TakeOver 30. Whew. Whew. Very elaborate screw job, indeed. So now, the UE once again have to deal with Pat McAfee. And even worse than that, Pat McAfee screwed the Undisputed Era out of becoming possibly NXT Tag Team Champions. Safe to say, I mean, that was this was perfect. This was absolutely perfect. I was, like I said, I was not expecting this at all. I was shocked. I was very, very shocked. Um, very, very solid way to get everything along, and it was the plan of all the three of them all together. Pat McAfee had working in Birch, attack Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish. Easiest way to get to the main event. Attack your opponents that you beat, that beat you a week prior. And all along throughout throughout the process, Pat McAfee was on them all along. I guarantee you Cole is pissed. But this was perfect. This was everything that it needed to be. And very, very, very big surprise. Very well done. I have to say, I, I kudos to NXT for pulling that off. They are usually, when it comes to stuff like this, the only thing I can understand, like the only thing that comes to my mind was the uh, story of who attacked Aleister Black. That was probably the uh, only other Yeah, I think that that was the only other one I could honestly say that was very elaborate and well done in terms of the who done it type deal. And this was kind of, I wouldn't say because that was on another level to begin Johnny Gargano's heel turn. But they did it in such a way that it made you think, really, who did it? Because unless unless you're in the know and you knew who it was already. Um, this was very elaborate, very well done. And I'm very pleased with the result. And this just adds to the, uh, continuation of, you know, McAfee's disdain for the, for, um, doing that, you know, unfortunate, unfortunately the Rich Holland industry, uh, industry injury really may have screwed things up just a little bit, but you got to think, you know, Holland paid him off for the fancy car. He wants revenge. Why? What's the best way to do it? Keep the UE out of the title match. Screwing over Breezango to help Birch and Lorcan. They were maybe they were probably in on it. 
you know, you know, sidelining Holland, you know, may have been a way to tie up loose ends. But now, Pat McAfee's in the driver's seat. He's got, he helped Lorcan and Birch win their first ever tag team championship. And in the process, screw over not only Breezango, but the Undisputed Era. That, well done, Mr. McAfee. Well fucking done. Kushida's victory in the triple threat match may be able to open two doors for us. What are those two doors you asked? Well, say, well, there I say Kushida winning was the right call here in my honest opinion, and I'll tell you why. This now opens the door for Kushida to possibly pursue a shot at the NXT North American Championship. I think that at this point, Kushida has done enough to possibly garner a shot in the future. Um, somewhere down the line, maybe in November, maybe in December, maybe that will be whoever wins the uh, North American Championship's new feud going forward towards the end of 2020. And second door... We get Champa versus the Dream. Now think of it like this. Think of that. Think of the ending of this matchup, right? Go to it real quick. Think of that ending. After Champa clobbered Kushida, uh, and uh, after Kushida booted Dream out and uh, Champa clobbered Kushida. Champa drags Kushida up. Looks like he was going for Willow's Bell. Gets Kushida up again. Has to get Dream first. Dream escapes his EDT. Champa kicks him away. Kushida runs in. Uh, Champa goes for the O'Connor roll. Two count. Runs into Dream's punch with the cast on. Kushida then drags German uh, drags Champa up with the deadlift German suplex. Gets the cover and gets the victory. In the process, um, they both men were working on Dream's arm the entire time, and that was a bit of the story of the matchup. But the ending, it seemed, Dream screw over Champa, allowing Kushida to get the victory. So that ties up, that gets Kushida away from Champa in the Dream, and now allows the Dream and Champa. to begin their feud. So I think that's going to be something we're going to be looking forward to. That's what I think we're going to be looking forward to for the next about couple months or so. Champa versus the Dream. And it makes sense. Dream costs Champa the match. Champa's going to feel some type of way about that. Again, I think this is more so with Dream and Champa trying to keep Champa away from the NXT Championship mix for just a little bit. I think right now, like I said, you're opening up two doors. Kushida can now start gunning for the North American Championship, which is perfectly fine. And then you start 
having a little feud with Champa and the Dream for the time being, and allowing Finn Balor to heal. We'll see how everything works. If Finn Balor is back, able to get back, I say Champa is his next challenger. Or a dream, whoever comes out of it. But I say with Champa, Champa would win this. Feud. I would say Champa wins this feud, goes on to face the NXT champion, Mr. Finn Balor. I've been saying for quite some time now, Balor Champa needs to happen. It's the only. It's the only thing I need to see before we get to whenever Karrion Cross comes back, because we know that money feud, Demon Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross. That's what we need to see with that. But again, that's how you open up two doors. Two new doors, two new feuds. So, Priest or Gargano versus Kushida for the NXT North American Championship could be a possibility. That's the possibility there. But then you get Dream versus Champa here. And starting that feud there, kind of in a pseudo number one contenders type deal situation. But allowing... This, this just helps uh, the cause if Finn Balor is able to get healed up and be able to come back into the fold with NXT and be able to defend the NXT championship. That's how you open up two doors. And I think NXT did that brilliantly with uh, Kushida, The Dream, and Tommaso Ciampa. I really do think that. So that's, the really, that's a really good way to do it. And now... You know, you can start really ramping up towards the end of 2020. Because usually, November and December are the two months of the year that, <coughs> excuse me, a lot of things get busy. They get busy throughout the year, but November and December, they want to end the year on a proper note. Going into the new year, with going into January in a new year and new, new lots of new things. And I don't, and I think their next takeover will probably be sometime, sometime in January, maybe February. I wouldn't do one. I mean, I think they're doing one in December, uh, the beginning of December. So they're going to be doing something like that. So the next takeover will be in December. So I say we have Halloween Havoc. The entire month of November, we build towards Champion the Dream. And whoever comes out of the North American Championship between Gargano and Priest would face Kushida at the next takeover, takeover 32, in December. I think that would be the best case scenario for all three part for all three men involved. This is pretty much a simple one. Dakota Kai is the perfect person for Ember Fuse, Ember Moon's first feud. Perfect choice for her first feud. I say this is great. Um, she had a matchup with Jessica Maya, and uh, boy, do I love them legs. As I always say in this program, I am just a man. I am merely just a man, and I am a man who appreciates a nice pair of legs on a woman. And Jessica Mayo has a nice pair of legs. Sue me. I digress. <laughs> but this was an all right little matchup, little nice little five minute matchup we had there. Of course, Ember Moon in the end gets the victory, hitting the code breaker. I mean, I will say though, getting Jesse getting some offense in is never a bad thing. Um, you never I think with NXT and they do this brilliantly too, they don't make it as if like like it, when it's Ember Moon and Jessica Maya, you kinda have an idea, all right, yeah, Ember Moon's gonna win. 
but they don't make it as if it's a squash match unless it's really honestly needed. Ask Austin Theory how that went for him. We'll talk about that later on in this segment. But this was a good way to showcase Kamea. I'm going to start calling Miss Kamea Mea Wave. And um, be able to showcase Ember in a different light. Now, we know they're trying to kind of shy away from her old gimmick, the War Goddess, um, in a sentence. But, like I said, this is a nice little five-minute join that we had here in the end, of course, Codebreaker. And then, um, it's the it's what she's calling the Queen Angelito. Uh, tying up the leg, uh, goes, hits that immediately. Codebreaker gets the legs, ties them up, turns Jesse over, hits the Queen Angelino, grabs the pigtails, by the way, turns that into a chin block. Jesse couldn't withstand the pain, and she taps out, giving Ember Moon the victory by submission. Quite the surprise there. Right after the matchup, um, you know, what she calls herself the Prophecy of Flame now. Um, you know, she's telling us, you know, what she read all along coming back. You know, she walks around celebrating her victory. Dakota Kai comes out and drags her out. Flips her down in the mat. Spins her. Backs up a little bit. Hit her with boo-boo. Bang! Pump kick. Grabs her by the hair and tells her, if you think you can just use me to get yourself back in the spotlight, think again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we like that. And Dakota Kai, I know Monk, Monk Dakota Kai was looking nice. Mumu's, uh, Miss Mumu over here, Miss Marley is a big fan of Dakota Kai and uh, Raquel Gonzalez. She won't tell you that she is. Um, but yes, Miss Marley is definitely a big fan of Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, she prefers Kai over Gonzalez slightly, slightly. She's she, she has favorites. Uh, she's not looking at me right now because she knows I'm talking. Yeah, I know. I know. I know you like them. I know. Okay, fine, fine. She's a big fan. She likes her from Dakota Kai. Uh, and those who and for those of you who may not know who Marley is, Marley is my pit bull uh, slash her dog, uh, who is the unofficial co-host of the podcast. Um, she is quite adorable. She's about to tur- she's actually going to be turning eleven in November. Um, so I may pick, maybe post a picture of her and put it up on my, uh, my Twitter page so you can guys can celebrate her birthday. Um, it comes after, it comes, which is really funny because it comes right after Thanksgiving too. Uh, and she, and her favorite holiday in the entire world is Thanksgiving, by the way, just like dad, dad loves Thanksgiving and her birthday is Black Friday weekend. So it just fits perfectly, uh, between the both of us, but nonetheless, Again, this is a very solid first feud for Ember Moon and Dakota Kai to go at it. I say, let's do it a takeover. We build through November. Everything now, like I said, we're building towards the end of the year now. We're building. We're building here. And like I said, building towards the end of the year, getting everything ship shape, heading towards takeover. Okay? Building everything up towards that. So we built everything up throughout the entire month of October towards Halloween Havoc. And now we have the entirety of November to get us through to TakeOver 32 in December. If I remember correctly, TakeOver 32 in December. They're doing this brilliantly. The, the way they've been coordinating their stuff, right? 
you know, you had TakeOver 30 in August. We built for that in June and July. Had the join in August, right? Had the entirety of September to start the build towards Halloween Havoc. Actually, it's for TakeOver 32. TakeOver 31. We used the entirety of September to TakeOver 31. Used Halloween Havoc as built off of that and started the road to Halloween Havoc back in the beginning of October. And we're going to be using it after Halloween Havoc is done tomorrow night. We're going to use the entirety of November to get us to December. And I think that's also a, a good focal point as well. Um, just to keep something in mind. With the whole pandemic situation, NXT, I think, has been able to maneuver it a little bit better than WWE has. That's not to say they haven't done their due diligence with that. I say it to me personally, Hell in a Cell wasn't that bad of a show. Although I say Roman Reigns and Jey Uso and Sasha Banks and Bailey had two banger matches. Um, Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton, it was I as a Hell in a Cell match. The Miz and Otis shit, didn't care. It just proves that Otis pretty much didn't meet, didn't was not the right choice for Mr. Money, uh, Money in the Bank holder. You're welcome. Jeff Hardy and Elias was a fucking wash, didn't care. Uh, Bobby Lashley and Shane Thorne, because we do not call him Slapjack. We don't do that here. We don't call them by their retribution names. I call them by who they actually are. And that was just a boo-boo the fool matchup. That should have been on motherfucking Raw. I'm going to leave it at that. That's my assessment of Hell in a Cell, by the way. You're welcome. Um, but getting back into NXT, they have really been very calculating in their movements in terms of being able to keep builds alive. Because from all, from TakeOver 30 till now, they have really been going along very nicely with the flow of their storylines. And now that we're getting into, you know, Halloween Havoc tomorrow night, and now we're going to be having, you know, the entirety of November to get us to take over 32 in September. Not September. I suck. That's me hitting my hand. December, because apparently months are hard to remember nowadays, and we're already close to the month of November. Sucks to be me sometimes. Um, <laughs> we're going to be using the entirety of November because we can't have war games. Damn you pandemic coronavirus be damned but we get that through to December for TakeOver 32 I like it love it want some more of it I need all that it looks like Jake Atlas may be the next man up to face Santos Escobar for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Oh, by the way, Jordan Devlin hasn't forgotten who the real ace of the division is. I know I haven't. We all know who the real ace of the division is. And it's only a matter of time before he comes back and lets his presence be known and lets it be fucking felt. Just so you know, Devlin's watching. You're welcome. But with the Cruiserweight division we have right now, with what we have going on, there was a six-man tag team matchup for the Cruiserweights uh, last week, which was actually really fun to watch. I really enjoyed watching this. 
I mean, the whole thing between Swerve and Santos has always been great. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I enjoyed their feud. It's really, really fun. It's really been enjoyable to watch. But this was just... Mm-hmm. Um, Ashanti the Adonis, by the way. May I say, sir, Mr. Adonis, um, you may have held, you may have hair like Velveteen Dream, but you different, and I appreciate that. Even though I did mock you for being a somewhat weird incarnation of the Velveteen Dream, sir, you have set yourself set yourself apart. For that, my apologies. You've done well so far, sir. Quite impressed with how you uh, performed uh, with Swerve and Mr. Atlas uh, last week. Very, very well done. And um, I wish they would. I wish they would have kept your. I wish they would have kept the Hootie Miles. I wish they would have kept your name with that. But uh, Shanti the Adonis, a hey, it's it's alliteration at its finest. And as a man who loves alliteration, I can appreciate that for sure. This is a really well. I love the fact that they. Now a lot of people would say this is getting stale in terms of the division, um, but when you have a division that's kind of bad right now uh it's understandable because of the fact that you know we don't have all of our division uh we don't have everybody in the club um you can still get tony nice we can still get you know some guys but you can't have everybody maybe with the new crop of talent that we get hopefully you know anthony green and those guys um and Kurt Stallion, of course, newest members of the uh, PC. Congratulations to both of those boys. As well as Brittany Lauren, uh, the girlfriend of one Joey Janela. It's going to be interesting to see how the Cruiserweight division shakes up until we get the whole coronavirus deal situated. But if any person is going to be next up, to face Santos Escobar for the NXT North, uh, not North American. I suck today. Cruiserweight Championship. Jake Atlas is up, up next. Swerve had a shot. Nah, fam, we good. Atlas is up next. And I think now that we have a proper three-on-three situation and Adonis being the newcomer into the feud... Uh, helping out Swerve uh, during his uh, Cruiserweight Championship matchup at TakeOver 31. Now, allies with Swerve and Atlas, if I say December, TakeOver 32, Atlas versus Escobar for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. I'm telling you, it all it all makes sense. Follow the bouncing ball. Because towards the end of the match, Atlas hit the cartwheel DDT off of the uh, announcer's table, that which was which was fire. Which is a fire. I love that finisher. May I add, that finisher is just gnarly, really, really gnarly. And um, you know, taking down the champion, talks his smack to that. Uh, Adonis is still in the ring, but uh, Mendoza gets the waist lock. Wild tags in, hits the Enziguri leg sweep, and uh, Legado del Fantasma gets the victory. Now, that sucks for uh, Atlas, Adonis, and uh, Swerve. But with this, with Atlas attacking the champion, you know Escobar ain't going to forget that. Escobar will not forget that at all. Why would he? 
Why would he? Why in the hell would he forget? You know what I'm saying? Why? Yeah, he ain't gonna forget that. He gonna, yeah. So I think that's how we start the feud between Atlas and Escobar. Legado de Fantasma may have won the match, but it means the war continues between Swerve Scott, Adonis, and Atlas, and Legado de Fantasma. Now centering around Atlas being the next man up for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Now, people will probably think, Adonis, is Adonis going to be up next? No, 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 no. We got to focus on Atlas and Escobar after Halloween Havoc. Starting in November, pick it right back up and start building towards Escobar versus Atlas. Does that mean Atlas becomes the new Cruiserweight Champion? I don't know. We'll talk about that when we get to that point. But that's where we go from here. That's where we lead on to. That's the next chapter of Escobar's reign as NXT Cruiserweight Champion. Makes all the sense in the world. Makes all the sense in the world. We will go from there. And finally, to round out what happened last week, Austin Theory is taking his ball, his smile, his confidence, and his future of being the future of NXT and he's going home. Uh, Bronson Reed and Austin Theory meet up again for the second time uh, since Theory has come back to NXT. They had a one-on-one matchup and uh, not a bad matchup. Really decent back and forth. Not bad, not bad. Not bad, not bad at all. Um, during the matchup, um, this is this is what I love. One thing I, before I continue about Austin Theory real quick. One thing I have been noticing lately, and I have been really, really loving about NXT, Mackenzie Mitchell. I think they have been utilizing her wonderfully with this in a way that I don't think we've seen with any other backstage reporter in NXT, period. I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. Let me know. But they're utilizing Mackenzie Mitchell properly. Not only is she doing conducting backstage interviews, but she's also kind of telling the story as the show goes along. If, you got, if you've been catching that as of late, they pat, during this matchup between Theory and Reed, they uh, bring her in to uh, with a quick update on Bobby Fish. Talking about uh, saying that Fish was on his way to the local hospital for an MRI on his knee. Rizango will be facing um, uh, Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish. Now it'll be Roderick Strong versus Kyle O'Reilly for the NXT Tag Team Championship uh, after we found out that uh, O'Reilly was cleared, medically cleared earlier in the day. I like that. I I like that. We need more of that across the board in WWE, not just in NXT. But we know WWE ain't going to do that because they're retarded. We know this. But they've been really utilizing Mackenzie Mitchell very, very well. And I've been very impressed with how they've utilized her in NXT, being a backstage reporter, 
kind of helping the story go along as the night progresses. Did the same thing with um, Dexter with Cameron Grimes as um, sorry, I had a brain fart there. My apologies. Um, you know, with with Cameron Grimes asking about asking him, you know, telling you know, reminding you know, Cameron Grimes saying, "Oh yeah, yeah, I know. I'm facing Dexter Loomis at Halloween Havoc. I know." But then she lets him know it's not just a regular match; it's a haunted house. Of horrors match. No, Haunted House of Terror, I'm sorry. And he's like, and Cameron Cameron Grimes went from confident to uh what? You know, I love how they're leading it along. But yeah, Austin Theory took on Bronson Reed one more game. Theory loses, excuse me, to Bronson Reed. Not a bad matchup. Not his this was probably the lead uh since um his matches was like Cole and Gargano and Champa. This was probably the least liked of the t- the top talent he's been facing in NXT so far. Uh, Power Slam, Colossal Senton goes up, hits the tsunami splash. Reed gets the victory there, and usually it would be going on we go. Theory grabs uh, gets the mic, gasping for air. He said, "Stop right there! I am the future of the WWE." I'm 23, and I've done more in the business than you've done in your entire stupid 15-year career. So come get back in this ring, because I'm not going to stop until I beat you. We get a rematch. Theory goes to what goes, clubs, clubs away on Reed. Theory clubs away on Reed. Stops in forearms. Theory goes off the ropes into a pop-up Samoan drop. And Bronson Reed beats Theory again. Theory is in pain, slumps to the outside, and from there we go. After the commercial uh, with Zia Lee, um, we see Theory going to his car with his bag. No shirt, of course. Can't be mad. You swole. I get it. You know, any comments on losing to Bronson Reed twice in one night? Said, that's it. I'm done. Done? I quit. I quit. And he is supposedly, quote unquote, done with NXT. Here's what I think is going to happen. Actually, you know what? I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that. But that will conclude last week for NXT. When we come back, I'll discuss the whole thing with Austin Theory and everything surrounding what's going on this week and this week. Y'all know what time it is. We're going to be talking about the NXT Halloween Havoc Spectacular. And we're going to be doing a preview and predictions segment on this show. We come back for, for episode 267 of the YLP Podcast. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. And we are back. 
episode 267 of the YLP podcast talking about last week, this week, and before we get into the NXT Halloween Havoc preview and predictions, you know I gotta talk about some thank things. Gotta represent the squadron. And of course, I want to talk to you about teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash young dash lines that's perspective. Big thing thing going on. Y'all know it's almost Black Friday weekend. I know a lot of y'all will be shopping, doing your thing, but a lot of y'all will shop online as well. And uh, I don't, I can honestly think of a better way to get your, get your shopping out of the way in terms of clothes and accessories than by going over to my Teespring store and getting, getting yourself some things from the YLP collection. I got a lot of stuff across the board. Stuff for men, for the women, and for, of course for the young cubs out there. Y'all know how I do. Y'all know. Y'all know. I got everything for men, women, and the cub, young cubs out there. And especially since it's getting a little bit cold out here up in the Northern Hemisphere. Y'all know it's the perfect time of year to get yourself some YLP hoodies, some YLP pullover sweaters. You know what I'm saying? Ladies, I know you got, I got the leggings for y'all. If you like the gym or just want, you know, want to be out and about. Fellas, you're welcome in advance. But of course, y'all know I got t-shirts, tank tops, flowy tank tops, boyfriend tees, premium women's v-necks, accessories like coffee mugs, tapestries, die-cast stickers, all that good stuff. YLP socks, keep your feet nice and warm during the season. Can't go wrong with that. Can't go wrong with that. But I think the, the biggest thing we got going on is, of course, the YLP face mask. Big time. Of course, again, $14.99 over on teespring.com but with the sale of every face mask y'all with every uh, sale of face mask one dollar will be donated to a uh, non-profit to help children in need of hunger who are, who are hungry uh, no child should, uh, deserves to go hungry at all whatsoever and we here at Selective Radio try to do our best to help out the cause of us we can like we did with the Trevor Project back in June for Pride Month, and uh, those are still up there as well. Uh, if you want to go check out that Teespring store, all the Pride collection out there, shown by my big homie, my UK brother from another mother, Jermaine Land. And um, definitely get you some swag over there. But again, that's the big thing over there. No child should go hungry. I have three. I'm a, I'm a nephew. I'm an uncle of three. I got a nephew and two nieces, and I know where the next meal is coming from. But there are some children across the United States and across the world that don't. And we here at WrestleLytic Radio always like to try and help out for a good cause. And we are doing this with the face mask as well. With the YLP face mask, $1 from every sale goes to a nonprofit to help those in need, especially with COVID lockdowns going down right now. There are schools who usually would provide breakfast for children. Unfortunately, that's not going down. There's no in-person learning for most of the countries. Unfortunately, they're not getting that nutritious breakfast. And with everything going on in the home, I'm not going to say anything crazy like, but, you know, there's something, you know, possibly, you know, the they aren't getting the best breakfast in the home as well. So that nutrition for kids, that is sorely needed, that is sorely and desperately needed to help them learn is being missed. And it's unfortunate because, you know, kids need proper nutrition in order to grow and to help themselves learn as well so they don't go sleepy by by the time it's 12 o'clock in the afternoon. So make sure you go over to teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash young dash lines dash perspective check out the entire line of the ylp collection and make sure you check it out all there and for all my patrons y'all know 50 percent off every single time you check out 
of YLP store. And, and, and here's the kicker. If you do buy some YLP merch, make sure you take a picture of it and you tag me in it on Twitter or my Instagram on Twitter at YL Perspective or on my Instagram at Young underscore Lions underscore Perspective. We will keep that picture if you allow us to because we wanted your permission as well. Uh, we will inf- I will easily feature you on uh, one of our hashtag Fashion Fridays. Not only do you get your 15 minutes of fame, but you also help out WrestleMania Radio in supporting the movement as well and seeing the fine line. Uh, and I would love to see you on some YLP merch and tagging me in it because I want to, because trust me, it looks clean. It's clean. My mama got some. My kids, uh, not my kids, Lord help. No, we're not talking about that. Um, I have a dog. My sister's got three, my sister's got two and a third from her with her dude as well. Um, no, but also my uh, my nieces and nephew, they also got it. And I, I, I've been trying to talk. And, hey, Ricky, I've been trying to talk to him. She want to act radio silent on her brother sometimes. I don't know. I'm, I'm still talking to her because I want to show off that young lion's perspective, young cubs line. Because they're so adorable. And they look so cute. I know they're going to look cute. All the good things. So, Ricky, I am Ricky. I'm telling you right now, I'm working on it, Pimpin. All right? Because I want to represent not only just the men and the women, but also the young cubs as well. Because every person deserves to look good in YLP merch. Again, teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash young dash lines dash perspective. Get yourself some YLP merch today. And when you do, tag your boy in it and we'll get you in with your permission, of course. For hashtag Fashion Fridays. Okay. It is time, ladies and gentlemen, for our NXT Halloween Havoc preview and predictions. And this is actually to make up for the Hell in a Cell preview and predictions that I did not do this past Friday uh, for episode 265 of the YLP podcast. And for that, my apologies. Um, I did make a quick uh, run. I did do a quick one real quick. And if I'm not mistaken... Uh, your boy went four and one on his predictions. The only thing I missed was that Randy Orton became the new WWE champion. I was thinking uh, McIntyre was going to take it. And uh, Mr. Orton is once again WWE champion. And that pretty much means Orton versus Edge at WrestleMania 37. You're welcome. I would say, though, Mr. Uh, McIntyre, keep your head up. Uh, a six-month reign never hurts anybody. I can't be mad. I'm not mad at it at all, Pippin. Um, congratulations on your uh, your title run. Um, I know they're going to be running it back. They'll probably run it back after um, Survivor Series because uh, the rumor was that it was going to be Reigns versus McIntyre, which was going to be an insane matchup. Um, but WWE is getting ready and thinking that Edge is going to be prepared for WrestleMania season. Orton versus Edge at WrestleMania 37. And... Um, We'll see what happens with McIntyre going forward. I'm assuming a rematch is, is imminent. Um, we will see how all of that goes. Crazy to think about that, but yeah, Orton Edge is going to be the move. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm assuming. Uh, in terms of Reigns going forward, um, I'm not exactly sure what they're going to be doing yet, but I know Jay Uso uh, quit, yelled the words, I quit, and um, he now has to become, and his brother, because you know he was involved, is now an inde- the, are now are the indentured service to the now truly known as the tribal chief of the Anoa'i family, as done by Afa and Sika of the Wild Samoans 
on Sunday night, which I thought was a very, very nice detail right there with the Tribal Chief beads. And I can't wait to see what kind of shenanigans Mr. Reigns is going to get both of those boys into. I can't wait. It's going to be hilarious. Uh, but eventually, I know for a fact that both Jimmy and Jay will fall in line and understand the ways of the family and start doing some dastardly shit because that is what we need for the business. That is what is needed for to be a heel faction. And we're going to show Retribution what a true heel faction looks like. Okay? You're welcome. I digress, though. Let us get into the NXT Halloween Havoc preview and predictions. <laughs> And this is set to be a good one. This is from Fansided. Uh, they did a preview and predictions, but I'm not going to give you their predictions. I'm going to give you mine. But I will do as I will talk about as much as I can with their um, with what they've got going on, but will not uh, divulge what they're going to predict. I will give you what I am predicting, and that should be easier for that. So from Cedric Welton. The black and yellow brand is bringing the WWE Universe another classic event to Wednesday night. However, here we'll determine who's leaving Halloween Havoc victorious. Y'all won't, I will. NXT is bringing another throwback show out of the WCW vault in Halloween Havoc. By the way, one of my favorite pay-per-views in WCW's history. Only second to Starcade. Easily. Starcade, Halloween Havoc, uh, Spring Stampede, and Bash at the Beach were my four favorites ever. I love them all. I love I love Fall Brawl. Don't get me wrong. Um, Super Brawl was okay, but those four were four of my favorites. Period. And I love every single bit of it. I'm in love with it. I can't. Oh man, so good. So so good. Love those four, and I love that they're and I'm loving that they brought back the Great American Bash. I love that they brought back uh, Halloween Havoc. I've been wanting that for years. And fans have been bitching at WWE to bring back Halloween Havoc for their main roster. And they never did it because Vince McMahon is petty as shit. But NXT did it. And for that, I am grateful because I know for a fact that we've seen In Your House be great. And uh, In Your House be great. The Great American Bash be fantastic. And now we're getting Halloween Havoc in the month of October. So let us get into, let us continue on with the article. The event is taking place just days before Halloween, which means the spooky theme will appear throughout the card. Shotzi Blackheart is hosting this year's event and will undoubtedly play a huge role during the evening. So far, four matches have been announced, two of them with championships on the line. There's also bound to be some fallout from Pat McAfee's big reveal and the Undisputed Era. The title match stipulations will be determined via spin the wheel, make a deal. This caveat insurance Halloween Havoc will have at least three gimmick matches. The possible matches are on the, the on, that are on the wheel are as follows. Coal Miner's Glove on a Pole Match. Blindfold Match. Casket Match. Chamber of Horrors, which would be very interesting. Biker's Chain Match. Buried Alive Match. Devil's Playground Match, which sounds like some cage match type shit, which I am all for. Boiler Room Brawl. Shotzi's choice, and I think I don't think Gargano or um, Candice would want either of those. Weapons Wild Match, Trick or Street Fight, and Tables, Ladders, and Scares. Those are the uh, stipulations that they have on there. Um, I ain't going to talk about the uh, Wade Barrett Vic Joseph costume contest because I really don't give a damn. Uh, I just don't care. 
don't care. <laughs> Wade Barrett challenged Vic Joseph to a costume contest. I was like, that's cute. That's adorable. I don't care. Um, so let us get into Cameron Grimes versus... Now, they, now Fantasy is predicting the fans win. I say I really don't care. I, I just don't care. Cameron Grimes versus Dexter Loomis in a Haunted House of Terror match. This should be a very interesting matchup between Grimes and Loomis. Let's see what they have to say. Cameron Grimes had a small run-in with Dexter Loomis backstage, which ended with Grimes costing Loomis the North American title. Loomis is set to exact his revenge in what is being called a Haunted House of Terror match. This could be incredibly good or incredibly bad if you recall the House of Horrors match with Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt. Let's stay positive and say this will nothing be like that match. This is an opportunity for Loomis to go more in-depth into his character and show a sinister side. Expect Grimes to be running for his life throughout this house in what could should be a cinematic match. This is very easy. <laughs> this is quite easy for me uh, to predict. I'm going with Dexter Loomis easily. Um, I think this entire feud has led up to Loomis and Grimes, of course. We've been discussing this for weeks on last week, this week. But I have to say... Uh, it's Loomis's time to get some shine and Grimes, sir. As much as I know, you will love going straight to the moon. <laughs> Kate's gonna hate me for that. Um, Mr. Grimes, it ain't your time, player. It ain't your time, sir. It is Mr. Loomis's time to get his revenge. And given that it's a haunted house of terror match. He will get his revenge and defeat you quite soundly. Uh, and uh, make sure you go nap nap with the silence. Sleep. Hope you bring a blankie and a pillow with you, sir. And I hope you bring your dreams as well. Let's us talk about Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Gonzalez. The two titans of the women's division are finally squaring off. This feud between Rhea Ripley and Raquel Gonzalez has been brewing for months. Both superstars have tried to one-up each other on Wednesday nights and in the weight room, according to social media, which I have not seen. But I would like to see uh, who, who got the better back squat, who's got the better shoulder press, and uh, who's got the better deadlift. Bench press if you want to go there, too. Ripley has been champion before and is destined to hold a title again, whether it be on NXT or another show. Gonzalez, since debuting earlier this year, has primarily been the sidekick of Dakota Kai. This is her opportunity to step out and get a huge win under her belt. Ripley quietly has been building this NXT Women's Division on her back. Now, they have a couple more sentences, but that divulges their decision and who's the, who they win. And I am personally going to pick Raquel Gonzalez, and I'm going to explain why. There is no doubt that Rio Ripley is a made woman in NXT. Let us not get that one thing twisted at all. She's a former NXT Women's Champion, a former NXT UK Women's Champion. Uh, the only woman in history to say she has done that feat, unless Tony Storm actually completes that uh, feature, that feat later on, somewhere down in 2021, possibly 2022, depending on everything shapes up. But Rhea Ripley is the only woman in NXT history and NXT UK so to say she has held both championships in her career, which is one hell of an accomplishment. So safe to say, Rhea Ripley is a made woman in NXT, and there should be no doubt that she can eat a pin and help build up Raquel Gonzalez to become a viable threat in the women's 
division. It is only right. I, we don't, I don't know if they're ever going to bring Ripley up. I personally don't think they should. Um, but if they do, I would honestly put her on Raw. And I'll explain that. In, I'll explain that right now. Because it makes sense. It makes sense. You got Bianca Belair over on SmackDown. She just got moved over there. And Raw's women's division is still kind of dying to me. Um, here's the thing, though. When you have when you have Asuka, Shayna, and Nia, you know what I'm saying? Huh. Maybe. I would say, worst case scenario, you put her on SmackDown. If, that, if that's the case you want to go with, that's fine. But we here at the YLP Podcast like seeing the growth of the women's division in NXT. And as I always say, the NXT women's division is the best division in all of women's professional wrestling right now, hands freaking down. Um, so Raquel Gonzalez should win over Rhea Ripley. I think it makes, it makes sense. It really does. And, you know, as much as I would love to see Rhea Ripley win again, Rhea's a made woman in NXT right now. She can eat a pin. She's done it before in her career, uh, since he's been in NXT, and there's no reason why she can't take a pin here. Again, the goal is to make the division better overall. How do we do that? Have Gonzalez defeat Ripley and make her a possible threat to the NXT Women's Championship. You have to build it that way. Otherwise, you're just holding the division back and holding the division down. Ripley's gonna get possibly going to get her shot at the NXT Women's Championship later on either this year or next somewhere next year. That's perfectly fine. But right now, the major key is to get Gonzalez a victory with that. We shall move on to the NXT North American Championship, which is a stipulation match that will be determined by spin the wheel, make a deal. And dare I say, Johnny Gargano hates wheels for some reason. He just does. He hates wheels. I like wheels. I think wheels are cool. Wheels are wheels are great. I love Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune is one of my favorite game shows of all time. Honestly, if we're being truthfully honest with each other, between you and I, I love Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy are like two of my favorite game shows of all time. Just fun fact for you guys out there. If you guys ever want to, you know, if you you know you know you're getting to know me, I get to know you. We're best friends. Um, yeah, but I love Wheel of Fortune. Great. Oh, Pat Sajak. I used to have a crush on Vanna White back in the day. I really did. Um. Not gonna front in that at all. Yeah, I had a thing for Vanna White back in the day. She was fine. Back when I was a kid, she was ooh wee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let us see what fansided has to say. DailyDDT.com. Uh, DailyDDT.com. I should say. The real match here is Johnny Gargano versus the Wheel. Gargano gets a second chance against Priest after pushing the North American champ to his limits at Takeover Thirty One. Priest is having a good run holding the championship, and the best part is his character is developing. He is the new rock star of NXT. Shout out to Shinsuke Nakamura. Priest has defended his title well and partied hard after his work was done. 
Gargano has done all there is to be done in NXT, but having a couple occupied titles is enticing. The WWE shop website even even recently dropped power couple merchandise for the Garganos. The stipulation is going to play a large role here, and that's where Shotzi comes into play. This, they say, is going to be a Shotzi's choice match. This is what they're saying, not me personally. Blackheart will get even with, with Loray for taking a loss a couple weeks back. Johnny will seemingly have the odds against him in what could be a Chamber of Horrors match. Expect the Garganos to assist each other in their respective matches as well. With the tag titles being flipped already, tied in the season premiere atmosphere in the company. And I'm going to leave it right there. I'm going to leave it right there because they're getting they're starting to go into that. Now, a lot of people would think, and I'm sure a lot of people are, you are thinking that Damian Priest is going to retain. Again, this is what they say, you know. The stipulation plays a very large role in what's going to go on here. This could favor Damian Priest for sure. But this could also go against Damian Priest. Um, I would not be surprised if some shenanigans went down towards the end of the matchup with this. Um, This will be a help for Johnny Gargano, given the fact that uh, one of these matches will probably be anything goes type deal situation. Anybody can help out in a certain situation. So I'm actually going to be going with Johnny Gargano to become the new NXT North American champion. I know a lot. I know y'all are going to be like, oh my God, no, no, why are you going against Damian Pace? He's a rock star. Guys, the power couple gimmick has to come to fruition. And I may have given away my main event. Uh, I may have given away the other match as well. But the power couple, if, if we're doing this power couple thing, right? And the end result after all of this happens with Halloween Havoc. And Gargano and LeRae do not come out with championships. Safe to say the power couple gimmick just fails. It really does. And it's got to get to a point where... Gargano and LeRae have to either get this or they never get this. La, 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 Shout out to my Borat fans out there. Still haven't seen Borat too, by the way. Let me know uh, how that went with a voicemail. Uh, voice message over on uh, anchor.fm slash youngglassrespective or anchor.fm slash radio. Let me know how that was. If you liked it, if you didn't, we'll go from there. But I'm going to go with Johnny Gargano to become the new NXT North America champion. And we end the deal with Io Shirai and Candice LeRae for the NXT Women's Championship. The second matchup determined by Spin the Wheel, Make the Deal. Io Shirai is one of the greatest wrestlers in the world. Facts. And she leads the deepest division in WWE. Also facts. Since winning the NXT Women's title, she's been untouchable in the squared circle. Big facts. Her dominance, her dominance even extends back to her character change in 2019. She has yet to take a pin in any type of match. Facts all around in those first few sentences. If you recall before that change, Shirai was friends with her opponent and turned on her. We've now come full circle with the roles reversed. These are two perfect dance partners for each other, and they deserve a rivalry that lasts a few months. Lorea has embraced the dark character in the dinner segments and her promo work perfectly. It's extremely difficult to bet against Io Shirai, but that's where the stipulation helps out. 
Having luck at the wheel feels like an oxymoron in this case, but perhaps the Ray was onto something. A trick or street fight, or tables, ladders, and scares are the likely match that takes place. With the use of weapons and no disqualification rules, the Ray could pull out all the stops to avenge her takeover 31 loss. Regardless of where this match falls on the card and if there's a new North American champ or not, Johnny will play sidekick to assist Candice. Here's a fun stat for you guys out there. Shirai's last televised singles loss came to Shayna Baszler at take over 25. And I'm going to leave it there because the last two sentences pretty much give away their prediction. But when you, and I, I actually read this entire article prior to, and it kind of easily was just, I even look at the predictions. I kind of like held my, held my hand like where I was positioned. Okay. But that is a big stat. Shirai's last televised singles loss came to Shayna Baszler at takeover 25. That, ladies and gentlemen, was back in 2019. June 1st, 2019, to be exact. She has not had a televised loss in over a year. Ladies and gentlemen, she is quite due for an L, and I am predicting that Candice LeRae will become the new NXT Women's Champion, cementing the power couple finally becoming the first ever married couple to hold championships at the exact same time. That is a that's a big stat. That is a that is one hell of a stat and would easily go in the predictions. She hasn't lost a match on television in over a year and a half. Wait, no, hold on. Close to a year and a half. October 1st, 2020 was free. Yeah, over a year and four months. She has not lost a televised singles match. Baby girl is due. And y'all know I love me some Io Shirai. I think she's fantastic, but she is due. She is due for an L, and I think tomorrow night is the night she takes that L. And Candice LeRae becomes the new NXT Women's Champion. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is going to conclude episode 267 of the YLP Podcast. When we come back, we're going to close out the show in proper YLP fashion and get you ready for episode 268 of the YLP Podcast. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Well, guys, that's going to be it for episode 267 of the YLP Podcast. As always, I want to thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day, your night, your afternoon, and your evening, wherever you may be, wherever you are in the world. Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of the podcast. And as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. If you have any thoughts, concerns, questions, or opinions about today's show, or anything that we're going to be talking about in terms of Halloween Havoc, or anything I talked about yesterday, anything about Hell in a Cell on Sunday, any of that stuff. 
do not hesitate to send a voice message over on anchor.fm slash young lions perspective anchor.fm slash wrestle addict radio over on ambiguous podcast solutions.com you can leave a comment and donate some shit to your boy's way so he can uh enjoy the fruits of his neighbor and of course you can send me an email at younglionsperspective at gmail.com i wanted to get to a point where i do a show one day full of your questions thoughts and opinions on my gmail i want to get to that point one day so like i said any thoughts opinions questions or concerns anything like that younglionsperspective at gmail.com of course if you enjoyed this episode, do not hesitate to tell a friend to tell a friend about the YLP Podcast. Share this episode across all of your social media. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the alt tech gab and parlor. You can do the whole uh, sliding into your friends' DMs, sending it through a text message, or you can easily use Facebook message. Doesn't matter how you do it, share it across the entire board. Share the movement. Support the movement. Let a friend know about it because you never know. One person may like it. And then they might tell their friend about it. Hey, and then you get two people that are part of the squadron. And that's two more than we had before. That's always a win in and of itself. Because in these unprecedented quarantine times, we here at Wrestle Edit Radio do our very damn best to provide you the best value in our content, to provide great entertainment for you guys, whether you've had a day of work going through your day, or just, you know, if you had a rough day, we want to provide you a little bit of, you know, a little bit of joy uh, to your day. So that's what we try to do here because not only with the YLP podcast, the Fretzelmania podcast, the Kings of the Rings podcast, and of course, the light show with Man's Chapel. We not only strive to be the cure for the common wrestling podcast, but we are 100% without a doubt, without question, undisputedly, then, now, and forever, the alternative wrestling podcast and that we are here to stay now, i know most of y'all do not have the anchor app and that's perfectly fine not hurt my feelings whatsoever everybody's got their favorite app that they can use for their podcast listening needs but ladies and gentlemen boys and girls of the wild universe just in case you've been living under a rock for quite some time where the hell have you been we at Wrestle Addicts Radio have partnered up with Amazon Music and Audible. Yes, if you have Amazon Music, uh, you can listen to all your favorite songs there. But now you can also listen to podcasts. And we would appreciate if you checked out all of our podcasts, not just mine. Um, and make sure you give it a top a top rating. Uh, comment on it. Show love to the podcast. And let friends know that we are now on Amazon Music. And of course, over on the Audible side... Y'all know, y'all know, y'all know, that Audible is full of hundreds of thousands of audio books, and now they do podcasts as well, so you can go over there as well, show love, give us a top rating, top billing, let your friends know that we are on Amazon Music and Audible, and we really appreciate Amazon Music for partnering to partner with us, big time appreciation, shout out to you, uh, Jeff Bezos Squadron uh, for wanting us to join with them. If you don't have either of those, you can find this podcast and all the other podcasts of WrestleMania Radio across several different platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Player FM, Podbean, Castbox FM, Overcast, Radio Public, Breaker, Overcast, Stitcher Radio, and of course, that good old Spotify fam. 
Search for all of our podcasts across all these different platforms, and you should have no problem finding us whatsoever. If you want to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YLP podcast, I am quite active on the social media, which is still a surprise to me that I am, considering everything that I do podcast-wise and everything else with work, life, and all the nonsense I get to deal with. You can find me over on Twitter at my new handle, which is at YL Perspective, which is Y at capital YLP Perspective. I do live tweeting for AEW Dynamite every Wednesday night. SmackDown Live on Fridays, unless I have a prior obligation to attend to. And I'll let you guys know that hours before the show begins. Every WWE live pay-per-view, like I did with Hell in a Cell on Sunday. Every AEW live pay-per-view, like I will be doing with Full Gear, which is going down next Saturday night, which I'm very, very excited about. I can't wait to do my AEW Full Gear preview and predictions next Friday. That is going to be absolutely insane because it's Go Home Week and it's predictions preview and predictions week, which is going to be absolutely bananas. Um, Every NXT and NXT UK TakeOver special, I will not be doing, of course, NXT uh, Halloween Havoc because I do live tweeting for AEW, but... I may know a certain someone who is doing it, but I'll let that person let it be known uh, when, the, when tomorrow night when it goes down in the DMs. Um, you'll be pleasantly surprised, and it's a very good choice, in my opinion, and uh, I'm very excited to see this person do their damn thing on uh, for NXT Halloween Havoc. Can't wait to see how that goes down as I'm doing my live tweeting for AEW Dynamite. And, of course, when it's 3.30 in the morning and I have gone to the bathroom and can't seem to go back to sleep, and it's Saturday, somehow, some way. I do live tweeting for New Japan Pro Wrestling as well. And we are also on the road to Power Struggle, which will be going down also on the same day as Full Gear. So if you are an NGPW fan and you're an AEW fan, this is going to be absolutely a fun Saturday for the whole lot for all y'all. This is going to be absolutely fantastic. What a Saturday. I will be traveling that day, of course. Um... So I will be probably watching the going to be watching Power Struggle on the flight and uh, Full Gear when I'm in Denver on the seventh of November. If you want to find me over on the Instagram, the mothership and hub that everything that is the, the YLP podcast, I can be found over there at Young underscore Lions underscore Perspective. Updates on shows. I do stuff in the uh, stories as well as best as I can. Working on working on all the things and kinks. Um, Memes, memes, and memes. Send me your memes. Trust me when I tell you, I love pro wrestling memes just as much as anybody. And if you DM me your memes, and I actually enjoy them, and I get a good hearty laugh out of it, I will have no problem. No problem at all. Putting your meme, with your permission, of course, in my IG, tagging every single member of the rest of Attic Radio family, and giving you your 15 minutes of pure magnificence, and excellence, as well of 60-second thought videos, all that good stuff over there to enjoy. You can also find me on Facebook, and it is something that I wanted to delete nine months ago, but luckily I joined Wrestling Magic Radio, and they still allow me to do things. But you can find me over there at Young Lions Perspective, or simply search for Young Lions Perspective Podcast. Like the page, share the page, follow the page. We have over 100 followers over there. And I would love to get to 150 before the end of this year. It would be greatly appreciated. Tell a friend to tell a friend, of course. 
all of the Instagram posts linked with the Facebook, so it makes it a lot much easier to actually follow it as we go. And uh, my apologies for not being as frequent with the Instagram post um, for my Facebook peoples. My apologies for all of that. But make sure you follow me on all these platforms to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YLP podcast. I'm going to go over to just to ensure I fulfilled my obligations for the day. And I'm looking over to the country of Morocco uh, for this wonderful Tuesday. I believe I'm getting the thumbs up. So I believe they're eating. So I'm going to leave them to their duties. And I will talk to you all about what will be going down this Friday. Y'all know what it is. A brand new episode of Light the Fuse to kick off your weekend in proper YLP fashion. We're going to be talking about what will be going down tomorrow night's episode of AEW Dynamite. The top five focal points we're going to be focusing on, and y'all know it's the semifinals of the World Title Eliminator Tournament. Penta L0M will be taking on Kenny Omega, Wardlow versus Hangman Page. All that good stuff as we lead up to the second to last episode of the Chronicles of Full Gear before we get into Full Gear season, which should be absolutely banana. So, of course, the town hall with the inner circle to see if they will add and include MJF into the inner circle. All of that should be fun. Other than that, guys, enjoy the remainder of your Tuesday. If you're going to watch AEW Dark, enjoy that. Other than that, guys, I'll see you guys right back here this Friday at 10 a.m. for episode 268 of the YL. Podcast. See you. This has been a Wrestle Attic Radio branded podcast.